Hey, good evening, everybody. It is Monday, 7 o'clock p.m. sharp. My name is Andre, and I am both host of this wonderful podcast, uh, BSTL. And what does it stand for? By now, you should know that it stands for Building Something That Lasts. So I hope you're keeping well. Um, we are almost into the month of March, and I'm excited. No, we're not almost into the month of March. We are in March. What I really mean to say is we are on our way to spring. Uh, the last couple of weeks have been a little bit brutal. The weather has been cold. Uh, we've had some snow, and so I'm really getting excited to uh, transition um, into a new season. Uh, so anyways, uh, here's what the conversation is about today, and I hope that you're going to enjoy it. But uh, I want to talk about learning how to say no. As leaders, we do need to learn how to say no. So let me tell you a story. Um, I was leading at a particular place, um, and it was interesting, one of my best experiences ever. Um, but there were some decisions that had to be made, and they were uh, timely decisions. They were decisions that were time-sensitive, I mean. And so, you know, every now and then as a leader, you, you kind of want to go through the process of uh, vetting things and running them through um, various channels to make sure that you make the best decision. But even for the best of us, and I didn't say that I'm the best of us, I'm just saying even for the best of you leaders, uh, every now and then you will find yourself in a situation whereby you have to make a decision. And the decision may be a great decision. It may be a not so great decision. But either way, there will be moments where you are going to have to stand all by yourself and make a decision and hope that the decision that you make is for the betterment of the organization. And even if you don't make the best decision, right, because everybody does make mistakes, uh, you've got to be able to stand on whatever that decision looks like. So anyways, there's a decision that has to be made. I make the decision. I'm not sure if it's the best decision, but I have to make a decision. Uh, when I make the decision, whatever it is, um, you know, it ends up working out for my good. And of course, I'm going to choose the story uh, that kind of maybe paints me in a better picture, but it's a great decision that's made. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's such a really good decision. Um, there's a lot of accolades that are um, said in that moment, and people are thanking me for making a good decision in that moment. Um, but after we kind of browse through uh, the decision, we, we move on to another conversation. And in that conversation, we don't move beyond the decision that I had to make that was time sensitive. Uh, you know, with the leadership team, they now begin to talk about it and the process for how decisions are made. And in that room for that particular decision, here's what I learned. I learned very quickly that you as a leader, number one, have to have a very strong back or a very oily back because you've got to allow for criticism, whether it's constructive or not, to roll off your back. But then I also learned that sometimes people uh, that you lead, uh, they have an expectation of you that uh, they don't even have of themselves. And if you are a leader, you're going to have to get past this conversation very quickly um, because this is a real thing, right? When you are a leader, you are constantly up for scrutiny. People are constantly going to be looking at you and scrutinizing you and critiquing you, admiring you, but you never really get to have a neutral moment. So basically what ends up happening is, is that this particular decision that is made, uh, it comes with a small dollar amount. And of course, in most of our organizations, uh, there are checks and balances whereby you can't just spend money without, you know, 
collaborating and, and coming to some type of a collective. So again, this was a one-off because I do believe in 99.99% of the times, if you are going to make a decision, you should have enough lead time uh, towards when that situation needs uh, a decision to be made so that it is collaborative. So either we sink or we swim, but we're going to do this together. Now, in this conversation, uh, which is very interesting, even though I have just been praised for making a great decision, especially in a short uh, period of time, uh, there's a group of leaders in the room uh, that are not happy with me. And the reason why they're not happy with me is that they said that they wished that I would have made a decision of no and then waited. And so I said, well, why no? Why, why is it no? Uh, and basically what they said was, you know, we would have preferred if you would have said no, um, because then at least we could have said yes. <laughs> and I understand it sounds kind of wonky. It sounds a little bit strange, but yeah, that's exactly what was discussed in that meeting, in that room on that particular day. Uh, the individuals were not upset with the decision that I made. They just wished that they had the capacity to tell me no so that they could say yes. Now, why is this important, right? So what happens is as leaders, uh, people generally come to you because they want to hear yes. Like the reality is nobody comes to you and says, I have a great idea. Here's what I would like to do. And at the end of my presentation, I hope that you'll tell me no. No, generally what ends up happening is when people come to you uh, with an idea, with a suggestion uh, that will generally impact your organization in a positive way and or a negative way, they are looking for the answer yes. And here's the thing, uh, depending on how you lead, you have to be very careful. And let me just tell you why I think that this is one uh, to really mull around and really process and think through, is that every time somebody comes to you looking for an answer, looking for a solution to a problem, they want to see how it is that you go from uh, whatever their suggestion is or whatever their idea is to making an actual decision. And here's the thing. Uh, as leaders, we are always growing. And because we are always growing, the reality is uh, a decision that you made 10 years ago, if you could do it again, you might say no instead of saying yes. Uh, but the reality is, is that as you are now making decisions real time, sometimes within a collaborative setting and sometimes alone, you have to learn that yes can't always be the first option. You know, when I used to play basketball, my coach used to give us plays to run and there would be an option one, an option two, an option three, sometimes up to an option five within whatever that play was. And the thing is, sometimes he would get upset with us as, as, as players on the court. He would say, look, I've given you five options and you need to, to learn and teach yourself and train yourself how to not just go with option A or option one, but you've got to move it around and sort through it and try different things and wait for the play to kind of unfold itself. And the reason why he was upset was not because option one was not a good option. It's just that after a while, if you only use option one, you may not necessarily um, internalize and implement the other options that are a part of that play. So here's the thing. They're upset with me because I've now said yes without their endorsement. But really what they wanted me to do was say no until I collaborated with them and spoke with them about 
this thing that we had to vote on. And the reality is they were very comfortable saying no to me. And, you know, as a leader, sometimes you don't always want to hear no, because when you hear no, that means whatever it is that you're trying to do, it kind of has to come to a grinding halt. Uh, But in that moment, I discovered that you've got to be comfortable telling people no so that they can understand and develop to some degree a little bit of an understanding as to how you process things, right? So when you say yes without any type of explanation, when you say yes and you don't challenge or push back, then after a while, when people come to you, they will have an expectation that you will always say yes. And if you are always saying yes, then they may not be able to survive and work with you when you say no. Now, let me tell you why no is good. Because no actually pushes the request a little bit further. And when I say no, it's not just flat out no because you have the the ability and the power or the positional um leadership to just say no. Sometimes you need to hear no, or they need to hear no from you, because you have to help people to grow and process how they bring a demand or a request or something that they would like for you to do. One of the things that I'm learning how to do is uh, when somebody comes to me as a leader, and uh, you know, again, I've had to do this for many years, but the, the, the scenarios are never the same. Uh, The situations may not be the same. It may be a similar situation that you've got to make a decision on, but the person that you're doing it with, it's not the same person. And and that person that you may have said yes to before, uh, maybe you can't say yes at this uh, time because the scenario is different. The context is different. The culture is different. But you've got to learn how to say no as a leader because you also have to help people to understand that not every idea that they bring is a great idea, nor is it true that every idea that is brought is a bad um, idea. By saying no and challenging uh, those that you lead to explain themselves and look at the blind spots that they have as they want you to say yes to something that they would really like to see happen, it's a growth moment, not just for them, but it's also for you. Uh, When you don't always say yes, it creates an opportunity for you to now hear their thought process out. Um, But it's also an opportunity for them to hear your process, your thought process out. Because here's one of the things that I've discovered. Because in leadership, you will always have people that are coming and going, right? So you'll have individuals that have been with your organization for 30, 40, 50 years sometimes um, if if they decide that they don't want to retire early. And then you also have some other individuals that you will be leading that will be a part of your team for weeks, months, and just a couple of years. And so when they come with an idea that sounds really, really good, here's what they don't always have. They don't always have the context to which their uh, idea may be implemented. So what are you saying? Say it a different way, Andre. What I'm saying to you is they may have a great idea that doesn't fit right now in terms of timing, but they may also have a great idea that doesn't fit with your mission, your vision, and your core values. So now here's what happens. Because you don't want to tell them no, because maybe they're a young leader, and so therefore you don't want to take the fire out of their eyes, or maybe they're an older leader, and you don't want to say no to them because that person can become a nightmare in your organization. Here's the reality. Whether they're a new uh, employee or an older employee, it's important that you hear how they are processing how they 
are thinking so that you can find a way to massage it in a better way just in case the idea will not work as is. I hope this is making sense, right? Because what I'm also saying is that if you always say yes, or if you always say yes, depending on who's the one that's asking for a particular thing, then after a while, people know. If I want this, all I have to do is go and ask. Or if they're accustomed to hearing you say no to them, but yes to somebody else, because that other person may be an influencer or somebody that you hold in higher regard, then the reality is they stop coming to your office and they'll send the individual who's most likely to um, get the yes answer from you. But that can be dangerous because here's what we're trying to do, leaders. We're trying to build and develop an environment where the most popular, the most seasoned or the newest one, the, the rookie on the team, the one that has the least experience, it doesn't matter. If they are on your team, you are trying to constantly, as you yourself are growing, create an environment where growth is constantly happening. And if you only tell them yes, and you don't challenge, right? Because there are times where somebody will bring a great idea uh, to me, and I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I wish that I would have thought of that, right? Because the truth is, the longer you lead is the more you will realize that there are people on your team that are smarter than you, they're wittier than you, they have more, um, you know, to offer. It's just that you so happen to uh, sit in the position of leadership. You know, one of the things you've got to also do is recognize that by pushing back and saying no and challenging whatever idea that they are bringing to you, you're also helping them to navigate and negotiate the possibilities of what happens if I have a great idea that I'm the only person that can actually see it and understand it and conceptualize it. So as a leader, you're not just trying to get through processes. You're not just trying to get to a place where you're moving forward and you're, you're, you're implementing things. You're also trying to create a team that has a sensitivity towards the blind spot. And the blind spot is anything within your idea that you may not have anticipated, right, before you actually brought it to the leadership team. And this is why you constantly don't want to move so quickly to the yes, because the thing is, I've also experienced that sometimes there will be an idea that will come that's really, really good as is. But then when you're talking with um, your leadership team or those that you are responsible for, by putting those ideas with a great idea, you actually come up with even a better idea. And that's why team meetings are so important. And I know not everybody likes meetings, right? There are some of us who can't stand meetings. We hate meetings. We wish we would never uh, go to another meeting. I understand that. And um, as one who is uh, constantly in meetings consistently, and it's a part of the work that I do, the reality is I have come to learn to love meetings because the more you talk things through is the more likely you will not make a mistake. You know, years ago when I used to work with my uh, father on construction and we were just talking about this recently, you know, I, I, I remember uh, being a young uh, assistant to my dad on the job. And, you know, he would say to me, I would like for you to cut something. And he would say to me, please make sure that you measure three or four times before you actually make the cut. <clears throat> well, of course, when you're young, you know everything, right? So I thought I knew everything. And while I was working with him in the early stages, I would be like, oh, come on, it's a ruler. It's a pencil mark. 
all you have to do is market once and boom. So guess what happened to me? I, I, I thought I knew what I was talking about. I thought I was smart enough. But as time went along, I understood the wisdom behind the market three times before you cut. Measure it three times before you cut it. Because here's what happened. In the earlier season of assisting and working with him, I made some really bad cuts that cost him uh, material. Because when you cut a piece of wood that's too short, the reality is you can't use it in that space. And for anybody that's ever worked on construction, you know that whenever you make a bad cut on a piece of material, especially when you're running out, guess what happens? You now have to spend more time creating this piecemeal to, uh, you know, to get the job completed because you didn't measure three times and cut once. So part of why I'm having this conversation with us today is that as leaders, we have to be as comfortable saying no as we are comfortable saying yes. We have to retreat from the idea that because somehow we have said no to those that we are working with, that somehow because they may demonize us or be upset with us because they have not given them a favorable answer, that somehow you may be wrong in the decision that you've made not to say yes. But then you also have to be careful that after a while you don't um, use your uh, authority and your influence to, to, to out the fire of some person who has uh, innovation, they are good at idea making, you've got to be careful that you're also not saying no just because you can. Because long term, what will end up happening is you may really snuff out some really good ideas or you ha may have a team that stops thinking critically for themselves because they know that you're going to say yes to everything and anything. So back to this meeting that I had, when we finally talked our way through it and we, uh, you know, we, we wrestled with why was there this many people that were upset that I said yes instead of no, I recognized that perhaps I hadn't done the work, the groundwork, the grout work, to helping to, you know, allow people to feel empowered. You know, sometimes we do take some things for granted as leaders. Uh, people often, and that's one of the reasons why we are promoted into leadership positions, people do generally go with us, with our ideas, because they trust us based on the experiences that they've had with us in the past. But you've got to be careful because you don't want to drink your Kool-Aid to the point where you start thinking that everything that comes out of you is a great idea. And here's what I'm discovering uh, at my age, that when you collaborate ideas with other individuals, whether you go with their idea or your idea, more than likely it's an idea that is going to be better at the end of the day. So what am I advocating for? I'm not necessarily advocating for yes or no. I'm advocating for a better conversation, a longer conversation, one where ideas are exchanged and kind of minced together. But what I am also um, advocating for is collaboration. As a leader, we have to learn how to work with our team. And when we as leaders advocate for through not just words, but through action in how we do what we do, then what we're also doing is creating a different culture in the workspace, in the market space, where those that are mentored by us will see the value of being able 
to work with others to get to the desired end. I hope you've had a, a, a good conversation with me. I know it's a monologue, but I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to this this evening. Uh, if you want me to talk a little bit more about this with you, please email me at bstlinc21 at gmail.com. But here's what I am saying. It's not going to always be yes. It's not always going to be no. But if we work together to come to a consensus together, more than likely we'll come up with a better idea. My name is Andre Anderson, host and founder of BSTL. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share and forward these podcasts. And by the way, I'm working on something right now. I I almost forgot I wanted to tell you. I'm working on getting my YouTube page up. So when I finally get it posted, you're going to have some of these uh, sound bites, these podcasts that will be um, uploaded there. Uh, It'll be another space for us to have the conversation. And for 2023, I am hoping to move towards some video. So for those of you that believe in prayer, please pray that I get all this stuff together because I'd really like to put a face to the name, to the voice, to the mind so that we can continue to build together because we are building something that lasts. Take care for now. My name is Andre.